were joking that it was our song, so we found an acoustic version of it. Oh, and that man. is not a song you can listen to an acoustic version to really? without either cringing or laughing hysterically. Um, right. It's amazing. Is it because of the way they pronounce the words? It's just, you don't realize how dirty it is when they're oh, rapping yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as it's just spoken by a yeah. white guy with a guitar, you're like, mm. oh! Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran was not built to sing this song. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Union Fitness Podcast. As usual, I am Jared, one of your hosts, and with me here is Kurt Alert with the uh, revamped 14-inch 14-inch bicep. Take my up, good bicep. <laughs> it's kind of like a garter snake, not quite a python yet. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like is, one, is that little, how little far we want to go? Yeah. A gardener snake? Garter yeah. snake. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All I right. mean, hey, at least I'm a living thing. You get you level up to like black snake. Then rattlesnake. I'll take Dude, that. Dude, black snakes are fucking scary. Yeah, they're big. Yeah. We saw long. two of them on the on the gap trail, and I was like, ah! I mean, let's but be I would have like, done the same thing for the gardener snake. When yeah, I was like four. Any, I used to catch them and run around with them, see, and they'd be like, it'd be like walking see, a dog. I didn't. So little. I didn't yeah. hang out with kids like you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. I didn't have friends like you're you, a man. psychopath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I used to catch snakes all the time. I go to my grandma's house. She lived out in the woods, and like johnstown i catch like a five foot black snake by the tail and it'd be like slithering away and i just like walk it like a dog then i'd pull it up and grab its head and be like look dad look what i got he'd be like nice i imagine baby jared but like his arms are the same size they are now (laughs) 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 that means i could probably walk on my hands like an ape yeah (laughs) like that's how i imagine like like as you're like like cartoon snake is like choking as you think you're holding it delicately because you don't know your own strength. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like yeah. choking out this poor snake. I, I used bet, to get bit all the time too. It, it still mm. did it. Still did it. That's insane. Speaking of snakes, yeah. uh, what, what do we got on the agenda today? <laughs> so first things first, we got to do a – That was a worse <laughs> joke than what you made before we started the show. So we're going to check in with Josh, see how his programming's going. Woohoo! Fill the people yeah. in a little bit, yeah. and then uh, we'll get into our main topic of first powerlifting meets. Yeah, oh, we're kicking yeah. it off with me. Yeah, we're going to kicking it off with you. Yeah, we're going to kick it off with you. Then uh, what we're going to get into? Obviously, we have a meet coming up mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in four weeks. The uh, a little less than four weeks. The Kabuki Open. This will be our second annual Kabuki Open held here at Union Fitness. Woohoo! It's going to be bigger and better than uh, than ever. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a hundred lifters. One day, two platforms at the same damn time. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. You know, we got, I was talking to Doug, who is the organizer, meet director. They run he, great meets, by the way. Yeah, they do really good meets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some great ideas going forward that can't really talk about yet. But um, it's, you know, Pittsburgh is, is going to be rocking and rolling with some awesome powerlifting meets coming up in the, in the very yeah. near future. I mean, we already are. Somebody yeah. right. needs to tell Doug that we'll do the stream. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're clear yeah. that day, so. Doug, if you're listening, we would like to do a live stream of the meet. Just do it pretty telepathically. This gentleman, Josh, Doug, right here. Doug, we but, will uh, stream the meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about how to start and how to get into your first powerlifting meet if you're on the fence. Yep. But before that. We're going to start with Josh. I actually I saw this man in action the other night. I did too. He was benching his butt off, man. He was using the SSB when I was in there. Oh, was he? Yeah, I you saw guys him, saw, I saw day, the, uh, You saw day one, he saw day two. Yeah, I saw him using the football bar. So it's really yeah. cool. How's everything going? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, the first the first go through of the workout, the first day was crippling. That mm-hmm. SS, like we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the safety squat bar has no friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it is not your friend. Uh Round two went much smoother. Um, I said to you, uh, after I'd gotten through 90% of the workout, I said it was too light. Like, I need to go yeah. up and wait. And I think I'm still figuring out that part of it. And I'm looking at the uh, the programming here now. Mm-hmm. Um, does, does week three, is it the same? Yeah. Okay. So hopefully by week three, I'll have this kind of zeroed in on weight. Um, because, like, so I figured out this week that, like, standing medicine ball, chest press, like, 
we don't have one heavy enough for sure. it to be difficult, right? And that's that's where like with a lot of exercises you do, like you get out of it what you put into it. Sure. So if you're trying to if you're thinking about smashing somebody's face with that ball, yeah. You know, you're going to apply a lot more force to sure. it and get more out of it. Sure. Josh know? would never do that. So No, uh, no it's no, really time. funny because I was time. really mad at somebody when we started that workout. <laughs> oh, perfect. And I didn't even, like, realize that that was the beginning of the workout. I just took it and walked outside and started whipping yeah. it against the wall. <laughs> and then that's Anastasia awesome. trained with me that day. And she's like, actually, that's the start of the war- of the workout. I'm like, good. <laughs> One a- set down. I, kn- I knew that's what you needed. That's why That's why we programmed Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how you go from, you know, one week to the next and you notice how much adaptation you get mm-hmm. just from starting the new program? Like, mm-hmm. at first yeah. you're, like, dying. Second time you're like, oh, I need to go up. Yeah. yeah. It's go up and, and what, like, I think part of it too, and I, I think a lot of people are probably going to uh, relate to this, like the kettlebell swing. Mm-hmm. You guys like 50 or 60 pound and I'm like, looking at the things like that won't even fit between my legs let alone me fucking swing it and then i had it like this week just going like like a fucking clock and i'm like what the like i would have never imagined when i started working out that i would need anything that big and even like um i like to use the fat bells when i do the Mm -hmm. inclined dumbbell bench press Mm -hmm. and like i'm using the same ones josh conroy's using and i'm not benching nearly what he's using it's just like josh you hear that it's time for us to step it up. Yeah, Come on, man. <laughs> there you go. Can't out deadlift me like that. Um, but I just think it's really – it's been really interesting. And the movements, I think, have been so fascinating as far as um, not only the weight, but then what hurts the next day or what's mm-hmm. sore, what isn't sore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have left hip issues that really seize up my back pretty mm-hmm. badly. And through any of the workouts, I've not had hip issues or, you know, felt sore, or not, like had a tight back the next good. day at all. Good. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been really good, for, good. through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, next week I'm hoping that, like, I have the, the weights down mm-hmm. set and I, I get through the third week in really good shape. Um, and then the fourth week is the same. So then maybe by week four, I'm like clicking and can really yeah. give you guys some good feedback as to what movements are helping, hurting. Yeah. I think that's been something you guys have me using machines that I've never used before. Not because I didn't want to, but because they look so complicated and I didn't want to go fuck around and figure it out. Like gym intimidation yeah. kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it's programmed, you're like forced to go figure that shit out. Right. It's been really. Or you um, can uh, send a text message and say, "Hey, fellas, how do I how do no, I adjust that, this I'm one?" I'm too way too proud to do that. I'm way too proud to admit I don't know <laughs> how to do something. Understood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm an I undefeated mean, get, power like, lifter. Are you? And I, <laughs> and I don't count, know how to does, use this machine. Does it count if you've done uh, 16 meets? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter how many meets you've done. It matters you're how many you've lost or, or won. Yeah. That's, that's right. Like, that's like if you're a baseball player. And you go to bat once in the whole season. Yeah, and, and you, you bat get a base a hit. Dog, I bat a thousand this yep. season. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you're not wrong. <laughs> um, Undefeated. Two two things. Two things that you kind of touched on. Um, the length of a particular what we call a block of training. So you notice that one, two, three, and four are all the same exercises. For a majority of people, um, especially people who aren't high level athletes it takes longer with what are you saying kurt (laughs) you know exactly what i'm saying (laughs) um for most people i would say i would say 70 80 percent of people who work out or train it's going to take at least four weeks to get the the adaptation and the response from a particular movement or exercise interesting i have uh some people that i work with that it's six sometimes even eight weeks um if they're newer because everything is new to their body and they can do that. Remember when we were, we just like just starting out lifting, you could do the same stuff yeah. day after day, week after mm-hmm. week and still get better. Yeah. It's because it was so new to our bodies and we were continuing to get a response from it. As you get uh, more experience and your training age increases, that time frame, the when you need to rotate exercises and movements in and out is going to be like four to six weeks yeah i mean sometimes some people even like three weeks you know these really really high level power lifters yeah they'll rotate uh they'll alternate i should say every other week 
or every third week. So yeah. um, it's it's very interesting. But you know, for you getting back in the swing of things, we're probably going to go four to six weeks. Um, the other thing, real quick, uh, progression: how to progress week to week. Mm-hmm doesn't always have to be weight and i think a lot of people think that each week we got to add you know two and a half more pounds or five more pounds or ten more pounds that progress and that um that uh you know overload we we should say is can come in extra rep extra two reps um adding in an extra set decreasing your rest period Mm -hmm. so if week one you have to rest two minutes in between sets and then week two, you're only resting, you know, a minute and a half, you know, that's, that's us getting better. That's yeah. progression right there. So, um, if something feels challenging weight wise for a certain exercise, for a certain workout, certain week, stick with it for the next exercise or for the, for the next training session and say, man, I'm going to add one or two reps, see how it feels, or I'm going to shorten my rest period. Um, see how I recover in between and see how that affects my next set, things like that. And you can kind of, once you get used to that, you'll be able to have a good gauge on when it's time to progress in weight, when it's time to progress in reps or or add a set and things like that. So it's just a big learning opportunity. So I have two questions. One, I'm not using the prescribed rest period. Okay. I just burn through it. Okay. Okay. Um, That's just how I train though too. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was doing powerlifting, I wanted the weight on the bar like within 30 seconds because I, I felt warm. I felt locked in. I wanted to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rest period thing I think is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is about changing the weight. What? Okay, so let's say I'm doing um, uh, the, the row. Okay, mm-hmm. this happened. Or even the lap pull downs, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I put it on, let's say, 110. Okay. Oh, that was fucking easy. So for rep or set three, but or for set two, I go up one. Mm-hmm. Set three, I go up one. Is that bad? Nope. No. No, that's fine. Yeah, as that's long fine. as you remember where you left off last time, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah, right. and okay. kind of use that as a gauge for yourself too. Like right. if you're consistently going up each set, like on your next time you do that training yeah. session or whatever, just start at a heavier weight. Right. Yeah. And okay. get more out of it. Yeah. So for for an example, if you go set one one ten, set two. 120 yeah set three 130 and you find like okay 130 is pretty freaking good Mm -hmm. then the next session start at 130 and and try to hit all your three or four sets at that same weight great sometimes what you're going to find is by the time you get to set three and four it starts to get really hard yeah you know what i mean so that's kind of that's a a good gauge for you right there yeah all right yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So then by the time we talk next time, I will have completed the first four weeks. Okay. Awesome. So we'll Perfect. do that. I kind of was spacing them out a little bit so that we could do the first week. We did the big, you know, the video and everything. And then the second week, I wanted to be able to talk about it once I was done with it. And it wasn't like, you know, a week late. And then so yeah. no, I'll start awesome. burning through two at a time then. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Very awesome. Cool. I'm Very glad cool. you're feeling good doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. it's been. The 45 minutes it takes to do the workout is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is, it's enough time that I can get in there, blow off some steam, and then still get my half-hour cardio in mm-hmm. on a treadmill or, or mm-hmm. go for a walk or a run or something like that. That has just been um, super awesome because I think, like, part of what always killed me about doing powerlifting is you never had time to go do <laughs> cardio. Mm-hmm. And then you had to take special day just to do cardio or time mm-hmm. out to do cardio or did cardio in the morning. It's like, when I go to the gym, I just want to get in there, throw some shit around, work out for an hour and a half max, mm-hmm. including cardio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that sure. has just, I think, has been super awesome. So Yeah, awesome. We'll keep that going. Yeah. And keep in mind, you know, we're going to throw in some different movements at some point. And if anything doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like – you're just doing it, and you're like, man, I'm not about this. That you let us know. Like, yeah, we you, change it, and that's a, that's the same with anybody listening. Like, just because if you, you know, download a program or look up a workout, and it says do this, if you're not feeling a certain exercise, like it legitimately doesn't feel good, or, or it flares something up, or you know, you don't have to do it. There's, I mean, there's, um, you know, there's ways around everything and, and there's variations mm-hmm. for, yeah. for every movement possible. Yeah. Well, and, I, so. and we've had this conversation a thousand times on this podcast is what is muscle strain? What hurts? Mm-hmm. And, and like 
every time I get under the safety squat bar after I'm done with it, my hamstrings are like, why did we do that? Yeah, and I'm right. like, shut yeah. up legs. Like yeah. that's like, but it's always <laughs> yeah. walking that line. And, and especially sure. if you're switching sports or movements mm-hmm. dramatically or whatever, and, and something starts to hurt that you're not used to hurting and like trying to get your brain to do that mental check. Like, did I hurt myself mm-hmm. or did I strain it? And that was like, I walked that thin line on the abductor because like on the last one, I just like put everything into it. And then when I got off of it, I was like, Ooh, that doesn't feel normal. Mm-hmm. And then like throughout the week, it was like some other things were not normal. And I was like, Oh, did I fuck something up now? It was like, no, you just engaged a muscle. You haven't engaged yeah. in a long time, or yeah, at least with sure. that stress level. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Yeah, before we'll we get too rolling. far off this topic, we were yeah. talking about uh, adaptation, and it takes like four to six weeks, like mm-hmm. with your exercises and stuff. And since we're gonna get into first powerlifting meets, I think one thing that a lot of new lifters, especially in the social media era, need to hear is that means that the only thing you should be doing if you plan on powerlifting is squatting, benching, and deadlifting. You don't need uh, to do fancy variations yeah. of each thing. Um, your body needs to actually learn how to do the movements, and to do that a- appropriately, you need to squat like just a normal squat you need to do normal bench pressing and you need to do normal deadlifting yeah you don't need to be doing crazy block pulls and you know ssb chain pause squats Mm -hmm. you know all this crazy stuff you need to actually you know learn how to do the movements and build those up and then eventually start incorporating other things when curtis was talking about when you're starting a sport and you remember how it felt i wanted to jump in and be like yeah i had to squat for like six months before i could actually fucking squat yeah Yeah. like it's it's nuts mm -hmm. yeah and i still can't bench right oh yeah yeah, amen to that yeah it's it you know it's like throwing a football it's like no i can do that hitting a baseball no i can do that (laughs) 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 but there was a time that you probably couldn't do it that well. Yes. It's a no, long nobody, time nobody, ago. Nobody yeah. comes out of the womb just slinging a 60-yard touchdown pass or hitting a ball five, 400 Brady. feet. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if his arm strength was there, yeah. but, but he, yeah. the completion percentage, completion percentage in preschool was, was off the charts. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So, um, no, it takes thousands and thousands of, of repetitions. Yeah. Um, of specificity, meaning being specific with the competition movements. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, uh, to what you were saying, um, people jump in a little deep, uh, too soon as far as variations and, um, exercises and things like that. So be specific, learn how to walk before you can run. It's kind of what, kind of one thing we were going to touch on. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're going to go right into it. We're talking about getting into powerlifting. Now, don't do it. <laughs> uh, my first tip: don't do it. Don't do it. Um, no, do it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it is. It's taught me a lot about myself, uh, others, life, things like that. It's all around. If you take it for what it is, you'll learn a lot, and um, it'll help you grow as a person. And yeah. you'll meet a lot of really cool people in the process, and you'll you'll see what you're made of. Set goals, crush them, things like that. Now, when I started powerlifting, I'm, I think we started around the same time. I don't know. I, I did my first meet in 2013. Yeah, I was 2014, 14, 15. I think 15. Okay. Yeah. So when I first started, I mean, YouTube was a thing. Um, Instagram was not. Um, I, th- I think when I first started getting You were just like MySpacing all the or lifters. Maybe, it, maybe it was. Instagram it was. first started. Yeah. It was, but we were all still just taking pictures of our food. Yeah. And thinking that that was Instagram. Did it even have videos? Yeah. Could you do a video? No. Right. Not not, a, not yeah. off the drop. No. Yeah. Yeah. So the knowledge that I was finding for powerlifting was coming from websites. It was coming from Elite FTS. It was coming from Westside Barbell's website. Um, it was coming from their books, um, their eBooks, things like that, and online coaching wasn't really a thing you know if you wanted to really learn from somebody you were either calling them uh or you were driving to see them you know you were taking you were taking road trips on the weekends to go learn from somebody and uh i think people are very fortunate now they don't have to do that if they don't want to 
I do think that that is still one of the superior ways of learning. You know, like with physical therapy, you want to learn and be the best physical therapist, you're going to travel and, and be around the people that can best get you there. With doing your podcast and growing, you do your own thing and you learn for yourself. No, I'm kidding. Um, I didn't Google any of this. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. So um, it was a little different when we started, but the same things kind of apply. I think the first thing is do a little bit of research, find out what powerlifting actually is. When I go talk to somebody and they're like, hey, what do you, what sport do you do? And I'm like, powerlifting. Oh, so you do the, you do this. I'm like, Olympic weightlifting. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you, you get greased up and you shave. Bodybuilding. <laughs> what is powerlifting then? Most people don't know what powerlifting is. You know, it's, it's very it's kind of underground. It's just not popular. Um, so find out what it is before you get into it go online there's you know google or go on youtube powerlifting rules and they're going to show you the squat the bench press the deadlift and all the rules with it. the way i describe it to people is it's when you pick something up and put it right back where you found it 100 percent. yeah which a lot of <laughs> so people cleaning yeah which a lot of people yeah. can't do <laughs> really good at chores you know how many people wouldn't be good at powerlifting because they can't pick up something and put it back, back down where, where they, they found it from. you mean when the weights are left out and <laughs> yeah anyway um, that was a good joke I'll so, get, that one was fun i like so, that joke man i've worked in a gym for like 14 years i can talk about that um <laughs> the next thing is find a meet yeah you know what i mean like one of the biggest things that i hear people say is well i'm gonna wait to do a meet until i'm ready or i'm not strong enough i'm not to compete. strong enough to do a meet yeah yet. i'm not competitive in my weight class I will say it's very frustrating, but mm-hmm. I'm learning over time that the people who say that just don't know any better yet. And they're also on social media comparing themselves to the yes. top 1% of people who are exactly. like gunning for world records and exactly. stuff like that. And that's what their comparison is. I was talking to one of our members yesterday and she is very strong. She uh, has a 700 pound total and I think she weighs like 130 or something like that. And she said that she's not competitive enough in her weight class, so she wants to cut down to the next weight class. And I was like, "What? You know, what's the goal of powerlifting? To lift as much as you can. And I go, so would you rather lift, let's say, 750 at the next weight class up, or would you rather lift you know, 675 or 700 at one weight class down? Yeah. And when I said that, I could tell she initially wanted to say, lift less at a lower weight class Mm -hmm. but in her mind she knew that it made sense to lift more weight to be the strongest you could so um yeah i i think that where where was i even going with that i don't don't know know. we were talking about people they just don't feel like they're strong enough they're strong enough they're not ready yeah yeah and it's because they they compare it to so who the top the most popular people on social media who have been doing it forever do you want to know what another really good way to feel ready is? To put the money down on the meat and oh, the yeah. hotel room? You oh, feel yeah. ready real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it leaves actually, your bank account, you're like, well, yeah, I'm doing like, it I'm now. Yeah. now. That's actually one thing I tell people to do. Whether it's powerlifting or or a 5K, they're like, man, I'm just not you know, motivated for, for anything. And I'm like, sign up for an event. It can be the simplest, silliest thing ever. And write it on your calendar and pay for it if you pay for it. If not, just write it on your calendar and look at it. You'd be surprised how ready you get when when you're signed up for it, when you're paid for it, when you got the hotel, you know, the accommodations, everything. Um, that's a, a great way to get ready. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think I think you just need to go do it. Yeah, I think um, so. I think the the expectation of a powerlifting meet is that you're there to, to win, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you go in to win. And the reality is, is that we you're going there. We can't all be me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And nor do we all want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you go into a powerlifting meet with goals, right? Mm-hmm. And your goals are to like set new maxes, have a big total, whatever, like do the best you can do that day. You're there to beat yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody like in your weight class or in a higher or lower weight class is like, out to get you Mm -hmm. in fact like you know the big 
super heavyweight guy who's about to squat 900 pounds is still yelling for you when you're squatting 100 pounds like because he knows or she knows that it's your like you're giving it your all out there same as they are and everybody there gets just as hyped for you and you need to be Mm -hmm. able to get just as excited for yourself like you're there to do the best that you can and you're there to test yourself and it's, it's like the coolest atmosphere because of that like mm-hmm. yeah you're competing but the reality is is that everybody's there to just like test themselves do the absolute best that they can and everybody knows that because mm-hmm. everybody worked hard for that goal well i think one thing that people forget is that regardless of if you've been doing it for one year or 10 years you everybody starts at the same place yeah. everybody starts not knowing what powerlifting is not knowing how to power lift and not feeling like they're strong enough to compete mm-hmm. and then Time goes on and you step on the platform and you do your first meet, then your second, then your third. Nobody's out there judging anybody. No. You know what I mean? And it's actually the coolest lifts I've ever seen at powerlifting meets are from first timers. Oh, yeah. They're the most fun to watch. Still shout out to Carlin on the push pull when he grinded out that deadlift. I'm gonna it was say, one of the best deadlifts. One of, one I've of the ever greatest seen. deadlifts I've ever seen. In my life. Eh. 100%. It was never, amazing. Never stopped. And that's the beauty of the sport. And, um, it's very easy when you see the the big time powerlifting meets and the big time bodybuilding shows and you think that's how every single one of them are, you know, and, and it's just not. So I could see where that throws people off course a little bit or makes them hesitant to really get into it. Yeah. But the one of the biggest pieces of advice I have for people is to go check out a meet. Yeah. Find find local meets, like go on Go on USAPL.com or go on USPA.com or anything like that. Find, look at the list, find a local meet, and just go check it out. And I guarantee your perception of what a powerlifting meet is is, is really going to change. Or come to the Kabuki Open. Come to the Kabuki Open, exactly. But remember um, how cool it was when we had the push-pull and we had a bunch of people do it. And they were like, wait, this is how a powerlifting meet is? And then... A majority, some of those people, I'm not going to say a majority, but quite a few of those people signed up for the Kabuki Open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so sometimes it either takes just seeing it or getting a little taste of it. And then you're like, man, that was a lot of fun. I really want to go try it out. And I, I, that's the biggest thing. Find a meet, sign up, and then go from there. Yeah. Put it on calendar, write it down. Yeah. Biggest thing. I will say that didn't work for me. I signed up and didn't train and showed up. <laughs> for my first oh uh, we got uh we got and one of those guys win. i didn't i got second in my weight oh, okay. class um <laughs> i didn't know what to ex- expect or what to do or uh yeah. whatever so i showed up and i was like i'm gonna run into a buzzsaw in my way like these guys are gonna be ridiculous yeah. and all this stuff and uh you know you show up and like the first thing we're warming up for squats and uh these big dudes are like hey you want to work in with us i'm like <laughs> Yeah, sure. It was like real cool, you know. And then uh, everybody's like getting hyped for me. I was like, "Oh, this is this is real cool." So by the time I get to deadlifts, it was like the most exciting atmosphere ever because yeah. everyone was just so nice the whole day. Well, bench is so boring. Bench is so. Boring, everybody's but, like, you know, <laughs> squat. Everybody's fired up in yeah. the morning. Then everybody kind of goes to sleep during yeah. bench unless like something really cool happens. And then deadlift and then yeah. it's like the main event yeah, yeah like young jeezy comes on the radio and everybody goes crazy for yeah what it is yeah when when you hear put on yep and everybody goes nuts they're like it's time to deadlift yep everybody all of a sudden is from some big city it always is put on too yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah oh i gotta represent my city I'm like man i got a i got a thousand people in my hometown you think they care about me right now besides my parents no that's uh, Kurt. He can lift the front end of a car <laughs> for me while I change the tire. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. So we have uh, find a meet, yep. research the rules. Then you want to make sure you research the necessary equipment that you have to wear. You can't roll up. The first powerlifting meet I ever went to, I went to with a friend, a guy named uh, Jeff Calloway. We uh, went to watch him lift, and he shows up in his T-shirt and his shorts. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm here for a powerlifting meet. They're like, where's your singlet? He's like, a singlet? You know, we, di- we didn't know. Yeah. And they luckily they had a spare one, and it was all yellow. It looked like a giant banana up That's there. That's awesome. Right? But um, so know that you have to get a singlet, right? You don't have to wear a belt, but as you start getting stronger, pushing the weights, a belt is beneficial if you know how to use it correctly, like we talked about in one of our podcasts. Um, you footwear is one of the most important things. I see a lot of people sometimes show up to meets in like running shoes and 
you can get away with it for a little bit when you're you know first getting into it but you're gonna find that you have trouble with stability and balance uh, when you really start getting some weight on the bar for squatting and deadlifting and things like that so yeah. find uh, the right shoes for you and they don't have to be expensive you don't need a $200 pair of Olympic weightlifting heeled shoes you can get like cheap knockoff vans for like yep. 20 bucks vans um, you know chucks sometimes um, steel toe yeah. work boots <laughs> even like these uh, have you lifted in this? yes <laughs> yeah yeah, when I landscaped, I would just show up in my dad's in basement with boots. my work boots, and that's what they I better have been Timberlands, the the butter ones with the tag with the leather. Tags oh heck along. no, dude! I'm not spending that kind of money on boots when I'm <laughs> landscaping. God no. That was uh, my friend always used to come right from work, who and like he just would sometimes forget to put other shoes in his cars, and he would lift in his dress shoes. Duh. And Man. then became addicted to the heeled shoe to squat in. I was going to say, uh, dress shoes have a very hard heel. Are they ideal? No. no. they really squeeze it's your foot. It's better than a lot of things. It's yeah. better than, like, like, your normal tennis shoes, yeah, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, Tegan did yeah, that. Yeah, I remember him yeah, doing that. We make fun of him all the time. And then he was like, this is actually helping my squat. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, That's okay. funny. <laughs> well, really, the only thing that you need is a singlet. Yeah. Right? There's, there's Socks. Deadlift yeah, socks. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna need. But that matter, you can't show up with ankle socks. Well, some federations you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, I mean, I know that that is a rule yeah. that people get in trouble for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if if you don't have uh, tall socks that cover your shins, and the USAPO and the USPA and maybe a couple other ones, yeah, you, you can't uh, you can't compete and for deadlifting. Ladies yeah. have to watch what their bras made of. Uh, yeah, the supportive supportive materials. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And dudes like either have to go commando or you gotta wear uh, tidy whiteies. Yeah, for some federations. Right. Yep, right, definitely. Right, right. So yeah, know your rules. Yep. Yeah. Know what federation you're lifting lifting in and, and look up the rules. But, but you can spend like minimal money on equipment. Yeah. To compete, like. Yeah. Belt, you can get. You don't need an expensive belt if you want a belt. You can get like I think my singlet was thirty five dollars. It was uh -huh. a brute wrestling singlet. It's approved. It's fine. So I think I spent thirty five bucks on that. Uh, as we said, shoes, you can get cheap shoes, uh, 20 bucks for a pair of just like knockoff vans that'll work for squatting and deadlifting, get a cheap pair of soccer socks for deadlifting. Uh, you can wear any shoes when you squat, yeah. um, or socks when you squat. And then if you want wrist wraps, there's, you can get some cheap wrist wraps out there for like benching but and then stuff. Then you got to start the second you start adding gear, yeah. you got to watch what you're buying. Yeah. yeah. It's in the rules though. They tell it you is. what's approved. But like, that's like, I think that's something that, um, like was explained to me at an early point in powerlifting is like, you don't need any of this shit. Like what you're doing is not going to be a weight where you need to start worrying about this shit. Mm -hmm. A belt is good. Mm -hmm. Everything else. You don't really need wrist wraps. You don't really need sleeves or anything like that. And explaining it to me that this, like the worst thing is, is if you've been training with these fucking wraps for weeks and then you get there and find out that they're not approved. Right. And then you got to do them without them. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, for making you feel like you're ready, and I think we're going to get into this maybe next year a little bit later. If you have training partners, everybody go get the same shit. It's so much fun. Yeah. You look the same. You feel like a team. It mm -hmm. helps you stay motivated, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think what you don't want to do is buy too much equipment. Yep. And going back to <clears> – <throat> Uh, seeing a lot of things on on Instagram, you see lifters representing the highest quality wrist wraps and the highest quality belts and the highest quality knee sleeves and to whole outfits. Oh, they match shirts, shorts, socks, everything. Dude, please don't, please don't. Um, you don't need that, and you're just looking to spend a bunch of money that that you don't really need to spend yeah it's not gonna it's not gonna give you um, 50 pounds on your total no certainly not certainly not but so, if it gives you confidence i guess find a meet research the rules get your equipment the equipment you need all right then um what i'm gonna go into is more of the training more of the training this is where people start panicking right i'm signed up for a meet my first meet i gotta do the best i can um i need the best program I need the, the best coach. Got to test my maxes. Got to test my maxes. And you don't need the best program. You don't need the best coach. Um, when I first started training, you talked about it too, training in the basement. Mm -hmm. We didn't really know what we were doing. 
we didn't really know what we were doing. We were going down there. When I was getting ready for my first meet, I had one other training partner. And neither one of us, all we did was like read Elite FTS articles. We didn't have coaches. We weren't on a specific program. We went into the meet. We learned. And then we progressed from there. That meet that you do, the first one, tells you a lot about what you need to do going forward. That's your learning experience right there. And that's why you don't want to wait until you're ready or strong enough to do a meet because that is a whole year, two, three years sometimes that's missed learning opportunity and experience. On your first meet is never like, I don't want to say it's never great, but like there's so much involved in a meet that you can't, you can't pull your eggs in one basket kind of. Your first meet is a huge learning experience. Yeah. I mean, you should, you set goals. You have to have goals going into your first meet. You can't just say, ah, whatever, whatever I lift, I lift, right? You got to understand like, what am I realistically capable of in this amount of time? And you give yourself kind of a range, right? I want to, I want to aim in here. And your first goal for that first meet is to hit all your lifts. Whatever you, you want, if you get, if you take nine attempts, you want to try to get all nine lifts. Now, it's not always going to happen, and it doesn't always happen, especially for your first meet, because you miss commands or you miss depth or, you know, you don't lock the weight out correctly on a deadlift. You know, it's not necessary that you make all nine lifts, but I think that should be one of your goals. And doing that, you'll stay on the conservative side with your numbers that you select. And I think that's, you don't want to go into the meet saying, I have to hit this weight, you know, or, you know, I I have something to prove. So I got to attempt this weight. I think that's the wrong approach for a first meet. Yeah, I agree. You know, Um, so, you know, when it comes to the training, it doesn't have to be the best programming. You don't need a coach. I think a lot of people kind of just jump on the, the coaching bandwagon and then, they miss out on on opportunity to learn, right? Because if you have somebody now, we both have coaches, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We've we've been, but there was a long time we didn't have coaches. Yeah, we kind of learned through our own mistakes and trial and error. Yep. But if you have somebody every single day that just tells you what to do, you you open up a document or a spreadsheet or whatever, and it says do this, 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 and this, this much weight, this many reps, and you never ask a question, and you go to the meet and you do well. And then you do a couple other meets and you and you do well, maybe you don't. When it's all said and done, looking back, what did you learn from that? You learned how to go in and train and do what was you were told to do. But how can you apply any of that to to yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so making mistakes is part of the process. And and putting something on the bar, doing it for a certain amount of reps or doing a certain exercise and finding out that you could have done it better. Or maybe, you know, it was, maybe it could have been much worse. Like, that's the experience. Yeah. And it's always fun, too. Like, learning. Like, you have a lot of freedom when you don't have a coach, too. So, you kind of figure out. Like, as Josh was talking about, he he finds it interesting. Like, after he's done with each exercise, like, what he felt that day. And you you get to kind of, like, learn that about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, what's strong, what's not. And you don't have to have necessarily somebody there, like, trying to pick it apart for you you can kind of figure it out and feel it out for yourself and then once you feel like you have a good grasp of you know what your body can and can't do and you you competed once or twice and feel like you're ready for a decent amount of help to like really push yourself to be stronger then you know i think that's a great time to get a coach yeah but it's important to learn your own body first um definitely and how you move and definitely i think i think one of the uh, better things you can do too is train with somebody else like some of the best training sessions I've ever had are when you're just sitting there looking at, you know, your training partner and you're like, what are we doing today? Yep. I don't know. What do you want to do? Um, let's squat. What are we working up to? Um, I don't know. Let's like, uh, put some weight on the bar, see how we feel warming up and let's go from there. I mean, at a certain point, that's fine. You know, when you're starting out, like that's all you need. And just going back and forth, the two of you pushing each other, uh, bouncing off, bouncing ideas off of each other, like that goes so far. Yeah. And um, it it makes me sad when I walk into a weight room, and let like let's say there's eight squat racks, and there's eight people, 
Each on a squat rack. Each on their own squat rack. That I, I understand, like, times are a little different now. There's a lot going on. You know, maybe some people don't want to be that close with somebody. But, man, if you walk in and there's somebody on a piece of equipment and they are about to start doing what you're doing, the best thing you can do is walk up and see if you can work together. It's fun working with people. I love it. It's, I mean, you learn so much from each other and you push each other. You develop new friendship relationship. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things is find a training partner, find two, three, four, whatever you need and, uh, and just roll with it. Yeah. You know, um, this one is a big one for me. A big one. It drives me crazy. Cutting weight. (laughs) Cutting weight. Um, especially for somebody who's done one to two to three, I mean, even 10 meets, like, yeah. unless there is a specific reason you're trying to break an all-time world record or go for a competition win that is cash payout or yeah. a big qualifying event for a bigger meet, there's no reason you should be cutting weight. Yeah, you don't have to worry about cutting weight. Absolutely no reason, right? Um, you hold yourself back when you decide to cut weight. You probably know better than I do the statistics of how much strength, the percentage of strength you lose based off of, you know, the percentage of weight, whether it's hydration, specifically in hydration. There's a lot that goes on in your body depending on how much weight you're trying to cut and how you do it. Um, There's a lot of really uh, dumb ways to cut weight, like starving yourself or doing you know 10 miles on the treadmill or the bike the night before you compete or (laughs) you know stuff like that like there are a lot of really dumb ways to do that stuff and people do significantly dehydrate themselves Mm -hmm. before meets um and then try to like they weigh in and then try to get it all back in real quick especially on like the two hour weigh-ins that's That's, i mean that's terrifying bad idea you can really hurt yourself and when your your muscles aren't holding water um you actually put yourself at like a risk for you know muscle tears right Um, yeah if you're dehydrated and trying to put maximum effort towards weights i mean it's it can be dangerous yeah so the the last thing you want to do when you're doing a meet and you're thinking about your weight class is compare yourself to what others are lifting in your weight class it doesn't matter what those people are lifting in your weight class you're there for you yeah yeah Uh, unless again it's a it's a big meet or if um, you're Josh and you want to maintain your undefeated that's status. That's right. That's right. Well, it's really it's interesting because um, I picked my training partner and I was following ev- all the rules that we set out. I followed perfectly. Didn't have a coach. Was just kind of doing it, but had a program and you know was changing things as needed. The whole nine yards. But I picked my weight class based on my partner. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Because he was lifting. At, I think Joey's lifting at 180. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I was 180 in high school, and I'd really like to get down to 180. Right? Nice. Dumb. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that's not a bad mindset. Yeah. You, you, okay. you, weren't, you weren't doing it because you wanted to, I got to get down in the 181 weight class so yeah. I can be competitive. You wanted to be 180. I wanted to be 180. Right. Yeah. And, and, it be, and because he was 180. Right. Yeah. And then it became pretty obvious about a month out when I turned to uh, – him and i'm like i don't think i'm gonna be 180 mm-hmm. and we both kind of were like borderline panicked as <laughs> to whether or not i would even be allowed to compete or whatever right right right, right. and you call up and they're like yeah whatever you weigh in is yeah. what you compete at and i'm like oh no problem so i don't have to like worry yeah. about cutting anything or you know worry you about don't have to make that weight no yeah. i don't have to make that weight and that's how i ended up winning because literally nobody else was in my weight class right like that like <laughs> nobody else did 220 you know what i yeah. mean and like eh. That's just how it all ended up shaking out, which sure. is just kind of like I think a really interesting. Like, I had a, a conversation with a young pit power lifter coming in maybe about a month and a half ago, and CJ was at the front desk, mm-hmm. and I he didn't know that I was you know anything to do with union, and I was walking in front of him and his training partner girlfriend whatever, and they're talking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm cutting down. I'm gonna win." Blah 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 blah, and I kind of shuttle up and, and hurry up and get get into the gym and i go behind the desk and i say cj we're going to educate this kid on why you shouldn't cut weight <laughs> and so the kid comes in and we have a back and forth with him and, and his training partner for like five ten minutes 
And by the end of it, she's going, yeah, you shouldn't be cutting weight to him. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined that relationship. Yeah, I know. But like, he, it was like CJ started off with, well, how far are you going to cut? And he was going to cut like 10 pounds or something mm-hmm. crazy. Like a big cut. That, that's mm-hmm. a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. I'm assuming not a large human. And, and that was probably a two-hour weigh-in, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Probably they the USAPL. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the I think the nail in the coffin was uh, CJ was like, is this your first meet? And the kid's like, yeah. Oh, boy. And he's like, how long have you been powerlifting? Three months. And CJ laughed. <laughs> and then he probably, that was <laughs> CJ that did was his like, whole, huh. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good luck, idiot. No, yeah. but like. I haven't, I haven't seen the kid again, so I'm bummed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know whether or not he cut her or sure, what he yeah. ended up doing. But, now, uh, yeah, here, I think that's the, thing. the worst thing you can – that added pressure. Losing weight sucks. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Dieting is hard. Yeah. And then you're going to put that on top of starting a new fucking sport? Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Well, it, so two things. Remember what the goal of a powerlifting meet is. To, li- to lift the most that you can. Yeah. Right? Now, big competitions, sure, it might be to win. Right, but most meets to lift the most yeah. uh, as much weight as you can. I have a question. Sure. You two are, we'll call the closest thing we have to pro available to us at this moment. Mm-hmm. Have either of you gone into a meet expecting to win? And if so, how many times out of all of the meets you've done? Uh, so my last meet that I did yeah, um, was the second meet, actually, that I – You were like, I'm going to win. I, I didn't I say I, I said I wanted to. I, no, I didn't say I wanted to. I said I had a good chance of, okay. of winning, and I came in second. So Curtis, who's done 16 powerlifting meets, is lifting more than any of us can ever dream of. Like, this is his life and shit. Said, I would like to win Yeah. on his 15th and 16th meet. Yeah. Okay. You? Yeah. Uh, I don't ever go in with the expectation of winning. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a very competitive person, so I know if someone's close to me – and I feel good, I'll try to edge them out. But outside of that, I never go in with, like, a, like I expect to win this meet. I'm going to kick everyone's ass mentality. Sure. So there you now, go. Now, I, I will say, you know, I'm doing a meet uh, in November that is a um, qualifier for one of the biggest meets in the country. And, you know, the top placers from the meet qualify for that meet or depending on, you know, what your total is, depending on if you win or not. So, like, this is the thing that after 16 meets and almost 10 years of competing, I'm finally getting into. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is awesome. Sure. It, it feels but good. You, it's you got another, to that point. Right. Yeah. But that's never what my goal was. Right. My goal was always if I could put five pounds on each lift, each meet, I knew that I was going to get better and that it was going to add up. So if it's your first meet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, you know, do the math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about so, I've done sixteen meets. My first meet, I totaled thirteen hundred pounds. Uh-huh. Now I had the mindset, that each meet I was going to put five pounds on each lift, and I never tallied it up. But fifteen, sixteen meets later, if I did that, it would still be a lot. It would still be a huge improvement. Not maybe not as much as I've gotten because I think when you set when you set your expectations there that all you want to do is make some progress and you know that it's going to take time and that this is something you're going to do for a while. If you're not going to do this for that long, for many years, if you just want to do it like say five times and be done, then sure. Start start throwing all your eggs in one basket yeah. and, and start getting after it and set big goals. But I knew that I wanted to do this for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. And I knew that I had to stay healthy and that steady progression was going to get me there. So you would have added 225 pounds to your total over 16 meets. Which 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 would have still been awesome. 1,500. Yeah, which would have still been very cool, right? Now, here's the thing. I 300-some pounds to my total from my first meet to my best one. Yeah, Yeah, a majority – some people do more, some people do less. Um, You know, I just – been fortunate with trying to just stay consistent i ended up putting 700 on on my total you know what i mean um but i think if i always overshot with what my goals were i either got injured got frustrated yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it would have changed the trajectory of of my success within the sport so i think your mindset going into it starts with your very first meet 
yeah go in there and get experience that's, just have that's fun with it i mean you're there to have fun you're there to lift weights yeah that's that's the whole point that's why you sign up it gives you a goal um for some people it's for fitness for some people it's for something to do a new hobby a new sport but the reality is you're there to have fun and mm-hmm. do something that you enjoy so go enjoy it. it don't make it stressful on yourself for no right. reason you don't know? make it don't add stress yeah you just know what i mean go lift weights with your buddies make new friends and have a blast that's like that's it. what it's all about and come check out the meet yeah september 11th we're gonna have you know john selling t-shirts we're gonna have fortifix you know selling their really tasty bars they are tasty they are we're gonna um we're gonna be raising money some of the money that we collect at the door is going to go to veterans place um i want to say like 50 percent that's awesome so yeah so that'll be really really cool um come check out the meet get some ideas of how it operates see how laid back and fun it is hopefully the weather will still be nice it's that september weather you know what i mean yep um we're gonna have a big tent set up outside food drinks it's gonna be a lot of fun and of course if you have any questions about it grab one of us ask us we'll be able to walk you through everything um but to sum it all up find a meet check the rules get your equipment find some people to train with do a little research on you know what you need to be doing don't cut weight (laughs) (laughs) and just try to go in there and uh set your goals accordingly and and go nine for nine hit all stand up with all your lifts have fun have fun man drink and be excited yeah that's it Anybody, uh, you want to add anything? Josh, tell the people what to expect for their first meet. Um, you're going to be really sleepy. <laughs> during? <laughs> After, during. Depending on how long it takes. That's when you know. get that excited, I mean, yeah, Depending on how long it takes. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think I did take a nap at one point in between bench and deadlift. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's the best nap time. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. yeah. Really? No. That's I, the best time to nap. Yeah, I took a nap. No, you're going to... You're going to sleepy. You're going to leave... Yeah. You're going to go in terrified, absolutely terrified. Yeah. It, you get that, you stand up with that first squat, the butterflies go away, and you're like, let's go, man. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. I'm ready for more. You get to deadlifts, you're going to be terrified again because it's the end of the meet, and the crowd is going bonkers. And all they want to see you do is stand up with the weight. It doesn't matter if it's 135 or 500. Yep. They just want to see you stand up. And then when you put that bar down – and you leave, you feel like you can go you just conquer, conquer the world. anything. Yeah. Conquer anything. It's the best confidence builder is. there is. Josh Conroy conquered a very, very small personal pan pizza after. <laughs> and that's pizza. it. If you if you you stand up with that last deadlift, you get your own pizza. Yeah. How about that? You right. can be you on Josh's show. Pizza. Yeah, you can <laughs> be on the own show. Pizza. All right, like guys. That. Well look, next week we're gonna uh check back in with you about training. Uh we're gonna go from there and then uh We're going to keep it rolling. All right. That's it for us. Uh, We'll catch you guys later. Later, skaters. Take it easy.